Welcome to another episode of Once Upon East 112. I am Aaron Avra. With me is Donatus Carroll. We are finally in draft week. Donatus, how are we feeling? What are you thinking? Are you excited about this week? So on, so forth, whatever else. We've been waiting for this. (laughs) It uh, officially kicks off the beginning of the NFL season. I uh, I was talking to Katie about um, – I told her yesterday, I was like, so just so you know, on Thursday is the NFL draft. I'm going to be watching it at 7 o'clock. She's like, why? And I said, because it's the NFL draft. She's like, but is that really important? I was like, you beginner, you novice, you don't understand. I said, yes, this kicks off the NFL season. So if you need me on Thursday at 7 o'clock, you know where to find me. I'll be using the uh, the Roku TV so you can be downstairs. So I uh, pulled the husband card, um, which I don't pull a lot, but uh, I pulled it for this one because, hello, it's the NFL draft. So, yeah, dude, we're pumped. Or when I say we, I mean me. Kansas <laughs> football, so whatever. But I'm pumped, man. NFL draft week. Uh, yeah, feeling good, dude. How are you, man? How are you feeling about it? Um, Man, I have told Brooke at least seven times how excited I am about the draft <laughs> dating back to last week. Um, I'm excited that it's finally about to be here. <laughs> As we discussed a little bit last week on my impromptu question, I'm really excited to see how it flows and how it goes. Um, supposedly, I saw a report that they did their their dry run on Monday, and yeah. they were able to speak to like one of the I don't remember which GM it was. And somebody said that it went very smooth. Um, yeah. So hopefully, that's the case under high pressure. Um, though I'm kind of hoping. Because, you know, once again, teaching from home, technology sometimes is good, sometimes it's bad. I'm kind of right. hoping for, like, to watch something go wrong. Just, right. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to see it happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to be something we talked about five years from now. Remember when John Gruden was drafting and yeah. all of his, his his whole computer or whatever went down? Just something to talk about. <laughs> yes, that's so true. That something's going to happen, man. Anytime that you're dealing with technology, something is going to happen. We just don't know what it's going to be yet. So yeah, and we will find out. <laughs> hopefully on Thursday. Hopefully yeah. like prime time day, and why it, it's going to end up being like day three in the middle of the sixth right. round. Something's going to yeah. happen when uh, no one's watching because no one knows right. the name. I needed to be there in prime time, round one. Cincinnati Bengals lose connection, can't yeah. draft <laughs> something. Um, yeah. No, I feel like I feel like the the normal penalty of I, I think the penalty is if you miss your your time, you get skipped. It goes to the next person, and then you draft after them. I, I think yeah. that's the penalty. Though I feel like they're not going to enforce that. This year, I know there's going to be a clock, but I feel like if someone can't get a pick in because of technology purposes, um, I don't know if that falls on their fault. I don't know. <laughs> no, if it's the Bengals, just, uh, they've had. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, can we just go ahead and pray that like the Bengals lose their uh, their spot and the Redskins <laughs> take Joe Burrow, and it just messes everything completely up. Like well, see, that would be I feel like I feel like if there's if there's any team that if that did happen to they should still enforce the penalty, it's yeah. the Bengals because yeah. they've known that they're the first pick <laughs> since right. like December. So there's right. no there's been no surprise who the first pick <laughs> is. Um, 
So they should have the penalty. If we're looking at like number fifteen, where yeah. they're unsure, yeah, a different scenario. <laughs> that would be excellent, though. I would, I would die for that. Um, I, would love well, I wouldn't that. die for that. <laughs> All right. So we are. We finished our three round or three round mock draft. Three episode mock draft. As you can tell, it's draft week. We're going to talk about the draft. Uh, we're going to talk about potential big moves. Donatus wants to, he mentioned at the end of the last podcast to me that we kind of want to look back at our mock and see what would have happened had Donatus not messed us up. We'll kick off with that and then we'll move into our big moves. In particular, one mega news bomb that potentially dropped on us just literally 10 minutes ago. We'll, all right, so back to the draft as we promised people. Sorry. Um, so today, we're going to mention some of the biggest moves we think will happen. We're going to revisit our mock draft briefly and see what would have happened had Donatus made the right call. Um, and that's it. And then we're going to Thank all enjoy the draft that. together and debrief it. Uh, so, Donatus, what was the thing about the draft that you had mentioned to me that, that you kind of wanted to play out and see? <laughs> so, as evidenced by 30 seconds ago, um, apparently I made a terrible decision uh, when we were doing our mock draft, um, for those of you guys who have not listened to that episode, we did evens and odds. I had the odd numbers. Aaron had the even numbers. Um, so with the fifth pick in the uh, in our draft, I chose for the Miami Dolphins, Jerry Judy. And uh, at first, it seemed like a really good idea. The reason that I had to choose Jerry Judy was because Aaron took Tua Tagovailoa to the Redskins at number two. I was not prepared for that. I freaked out. I picked Jerry Judy because he's a playmaker. He's a wide receiver. The Dolphins need playmakers and wide receivers. So since then, I've been wanting a little bit of redemption. And so I told Aaron last week that it would be interesting to see what things would have looked like had I gone in a different direction. So um, kind of how this is going to look, and I don't know if you just got this text, man, but I, I got um, further news on that, that one that we're going to break um, later on. Uh, but anyways, um, I got I, – I, so how this is going to kind of work is it's going to see um, – Whoa! Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Oh, whoa, we are coming back to this. Hold on. Put a bookmark in there. Yeah, all right. I just got it, too. Um, <laughs> I was like, I, I, see, again, I freaked out just now. I was like, I don't know if I break it. Do I wait till we get on? No, off? yeah, no, we are, we are putting a bookmark in this because this is not nearly as big as the news that we were going to talk about, but it's now official. Donna, just go ahead and tell us what we just learned today. We're going to talk about it. So this is um, the football gods have been so good to Aaron and I today. Breaking news, I got it eight minutes ago. My phone had cut off, and I just clicked on it to open it back up. Eight minutes ago, um, the New England Patriots are trading Rob Gronkowski to the Buccaneers – Rob Rob Gronkowski in the seventh-round pick to the Buccaneers for a fourth-round pick pending a physical. That is by Adam Schefter. Um Aaron, since I reported, or not reported it, but since I read it, what are your initial thoughts on that? Oh, no, you you reported it. You're the first person that uh, I – Well, you said that uh, they came through, and I'm looking at my phone, and I was like, 
I don't know what you're talking about. And then it came through right then. Um, go ahead and report on it. I, I'll give my take as well. What, what do you think? Yeah, so the thing that sticks out to me at first is the fact that they're giving Rob Gronkowski a, a future, a potential, whatever, uh, a future Hall of Famer and a seventh-round pick to the Buccaneers for just one fourth-round pick. Um, that, to me, if Gronkowski ends up play, coming back and playing, um, which I know he's technically still retired or whatever, I don't see him re- re- remaining uh, retired after this. The Buccaneers just got a uh, a future Hall of Famer and a seventh-round pick, uh, and all they had to do was give up a fourth-round pick. This is the importance of having people in the right place because the Buccaneers um, GM, I, I don't know his name, I think it's Jason Licht or something like that, was with the Patriots for such a long time. But this just goes to show you that um, no matter what, like everything is always available. And this is the difference between people who are risk takers and people who just sit back and let things happen. Like, he was willing. It's kind of like um, with Dorsey and the and Odell Beckham and the Giants a few years ago. You know, like I'm sure the majority of people were thinking like, "There's no way the Giants would trade OBJ." And Dorsey's like, "Ah, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to go for it." And he got a steal with Odell Beckham. Yeah. Same thing here with uh, the Buccaneers. He's probably thinking like, "Well, I, I was with the Patriots for a while. Worst case scenario, they say no, but best case scenario, we got Rob Gronkowski." And wham, bam, here you go, Rob Gronkowski, who turns 31 next year, um, only ten, has one year and $10 million left on his contract, which is absolutely nothing, um, is going to be heading to the to Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a fourth-round pick. And on top of that, just for the heck of it, they get a seventh-round pick, which, I mean, you know, people probably think it's a seventh-round pick, but that gives them more draft capital and, I mean, some some – you get a, you could get a decent player in the seventh round. So, um, to me, that's huge, man. Just the fact that they they only had to give up a fourth round pick for Rob Gronkowski. Um, uh, if he comes back and plays, man, that's going to be that's going to be a steal. I think um, he's taken a year off. Um, he's had time to get his body and his mind right. We all know that Rob Gronkowski has stayed in shape. He's reunited, obviously, with Tom Brady. So I don't have to build too much on that. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I would have thought the Patriots would have asked for Cameron Bright or OJ Howard or whatever. But now you're talking about um, Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, Cameron Bright. Um, they can go three wide sets. They could split Howard out into more of a slot receiver. Um, they can go five wide. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, this is huge, man. I think this is, the Buccaneers have to be, as Rob Gronkowski joins the team, they have to become, um, the favorite in the NFC, um, and potentially in the entire NFL. So yeah, those are my thoughts, man. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, um, I think what this sealed up, and this is one of the ones I was going to talk about as a potential move that would happen is I think this, uh, seals up that O.J. Howard is going to be traded from Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, okay. I, yeah. I've been seeing the, the rumors and reports that Tampa Bay was looking for a trade partner to try and trade O.J. Howard. Uh, this was before any of the news that that Rob Gronkowski was even remotely interested in coming to Tampa. Um, I wondered why they were looking at trying to 
get rid of O.J. Howard. Um, yeah. But I think this is signed, uh, sealed and delivered that. I think Rob Gronkowski does end up joining Tampa Bay. He took his year off. I think he is, is going to be um, – actually has a rejuvenated body. Uh, be a little healthy. Um, I know that I saw a little news report that said that um, Rob Gronkowski, I don't remember who it said, who he had told, but he had mentioned that he would like to play with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, and, and if, if he could, that'd be great. And then the next thing I knew, I got the report that they were talking about a trade, and <laughs> here they are actually trading him. So all of it yeah. – uh, I, I guess according to all the news I got, it all happened today. It happened very quickly. Um, and I think this now, if Rob Gronkowski does come back as healthy as he has been at his prime and didn't lose a step in a year, I think this is huge for Tampa Bay. They got a yeah. definite, solid tight end. So, like, we were hoping O.J. Howard and Cameron Brate would, would, would pan out. We know yeah. that Rob Gronkowski with Tom Brady will pan out. And now this allows you to go those sets with Evans, uh, Godwin, um, Gronkowski and Brate, who really did come in his own like two years ago, um, they're like a running back away from being one of the most dangerous offenses. A running back and let's say a, a left tackle because they need to protect Tom Brady. Yeah. And this yeah. offense is going to be absolutely lethal. I'm surprised they only gave up, or I'm surprised they only, um, I'm surprised they only cost them a fourth round pick. Like, yeah. I'm wondering if details come out later, if they remend it a little bit, and also add in O.J. Howard. I'm just surprised it was only a fourth-round pick to not just get Rob Gronkowski, but to also get um, to also get a seventh-round pick. I don't know if, even though he's retired, if this next year would be his last year. I wonder if that $10 million still goes against their cap. And since yeah. Tom Brady – not Tom Brady – and since Gronk wasn't going to come out of retirement to play for the Patriots, I wonder if by trading him, even though they got essentially nothing from it, if this frees them up for ten more dollars, ten more dollars, <laughs> ten more million dollars to spend in this offseason to try and help yeah. them out. Um, I do think Tampa Bay just took a large leap by gaining one of the best tight ends in the game. Um, I think he comes back this year. And Tampa Bay is now an even more dangerous team to watch, in my opinion. I thought I thought when we were going to talk about this that one of my takes was going to be he would be traded during draft day, but they didn't even wait that long. They got the ball rolling yeah. immediately. Um, <laughs> ooh, thank you, football yeah. gods, for dropping that yeah. onto our lap. Yeah. <laughs> and let me just say too, if you uh, if you play fantasy football and you're in a keeper league, you might you might want to go ahead right now and pick up Rob Gronkowski because uh, again, worst case scenario, he doesn't play, but best case scenario, you got to jump on it. So uh, go ahead and do that now, and you can thank me later. So <laughs> yeah. that, that is true, man. It's it's about to be. Uh... Ooh, that that's some good. That is uh, some crazy news right there. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right, so. Now that our uh, we're not going to be like ESPN and spend the next eleven hours talking about it, we're gonna we're gonna move on at an appropriate time. We gave our reaction, and we are no longer on this Rob Gronkowski train. Uh, um, all right, so that's what we're talking about. We yeah. just wanted uh, to 
Look at yeah, go spell out what it's gonna look like again. <laughs> no, I, I was I was I'm still mind blown about the Rob Gronkowski thing breaking while we were recording live like that. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> it's so good, man. Um yeah, I mean so what this is gonna look like, for example, um say that I I don't let's say I don't know, let's say for some reason I, with the number five pick, decide to take, instead of Jerry Judy, I decide to take C.D. Lamb. I, you know, still haven't understood that the Dolphins to go quarterback or whoever here. Um, so what that would mean is then I would have to redraft uh, for for the Jackson Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguars at number nine. Um, let's say that I decide to take Tristan Worth. Um, then Aaron would then have to redraft for the Cleveland Browns. Um, so also with this, Aaron, I don't know if you thought about this, but in the in the case that I go uh, quarterback, uh, you're going to have to redraft for the Dolphins later on. So um, I want a chance to redeem myself. Let's see if I learn the second time around. Um, and we're not going to completely redraft uh, our mock draft. And what we're going to do is just plug in um, the ones that – Who would have went there? Yeah. So gotcha. um, I think it's interesting. Well, it'll be interesting to see how much, if at all, our draft changes. Um, and maybe it does, and maybe it changes a whole lot. You never know. So, um, you kind of, you feel good about it? You want to go ahead and, and have us get started or, or what? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's, let's do that. And, and this time when we do our picks, we're not going to give much of a, a descriptor behind it. It's just right, who we right. would have. So therefore, if he takes a receiver or a quarterback, we will then skip down to who would have been affected, and we will right. redraft for that individual um, as well. All right, let's do it. Sounds good. So, with my redemption pick in the 2020 draft, the Miami Dolphins choose Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. Uh, so, thank you for the redemption. I got it right this time around. They're going quarterback, <laughs> Justin Herbert. So, that affects uh, – your number six pick, next pick. Yep, that would have then messed up my Chargers pick, who then I would have drafted with the number six pick that would be open. For them, I would have ended up taking, um, where is he at? I would have taken Jordan Love, quarterback, Ooh. Um, Utah State. I still would have given wow. them, since, since trades are not a thing, I still would have yeah. given them a quarterback. I think Jordan Love moves up. Which then takes me back to um, Miami. Um, yeah. Oh, this is where it gets this is where it gets tough though, because we would have assumed Jerry Judy would have yeah. got picked up. Yeah. So therefore, I think that he would have been picked up. I think C.D. Lamb would have been picked. I still think Ruggs would have been picked. I think all three of them would already be gone by this pick. Um, yeah. And I think for Miami at that point. I would have given them – I'm about to take a whole, make a whole bunch of my picks all over again. Um, I would have then given them Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU, because I do believe they need a receiver. Yeah. Which then we go to Minnesota. <laughs> um, and that's where I'm stuck. I, I may would have given them an edge rusher at that point. No, you already took one, didn't you? You gave them an yeah, edge. Man. Earlier or later? Uh, later? You gave him one later at, pick 25. at 25. Oh, yeah. But then I would have right. taken an edge for them, so I will keep with with the one you picked. We'll, we'll say the GM stays in line. 
I would have okay. taken Gross Matos. So who would you have taken with the 25th pick? So with the 25th pick, um, they still – let's see. The, I don't know. They needed they needed a cornerback, and they needed a wide receiver. Um, golly, this is tough because – Because you can't touch any of the ones in front of them because they're already drafted. No. No. Which, and I, theoretically, one would have opened up because we assumed that Judy still would have been taken, Rugg still right. would have been taken, uh, but I don't know if, if which one would have freed up. Yeah. Um, I think with that 25th pick, they would have taken – I'm trying to think. Let's see. They got Adam Thielen and kind of – And they just took Justin Jefferson. No, they, they just take – no, 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 they didn't yet. Dustin Jefferson was taken. Yeah, they're they're down a wide receiver now. Yeah. Uh, so I think they would have gone. Um, let's see, what was the guy's name? Out of Arizona State, Brandon Ayuk. Um, okay. Which would not have really affected us too much. Um, yeah, Brandon Ayuk out of out of Arizona State. Um, and so that doesn't affect us too much because I took Denzel Mims to the 49ers at number 31. But I think Ayer fits better into the um, what the Vikings are looking to do because I don't, I don't think they really need, like, a big wide receiver like Denzel Mims. Um, I think they could use a, a smaller, quicker wide receiver like Brendan Ayer. So I think that would have that's who they would have gone for, which is reaching. But, um, yeah, so – because Thielen's a pretty a pretty large guy and he's not a speedster, yeah. so right that makes sense. Oh, so that doesn't mess yeah. up too much at all. Yeah, phew. The only <laughs> I was breaking out. <laughs> well, the only thing it does is it has us taking thirty three players in the first round, only because right. we would have assumed Jerry Judy is not dropping to eighteen. Uh, C D Lamb is not dropping to eighteen. And um, and Henry Ruggs is not dropping to 18. So I don't know who would not have been taken. Um, yeah. You, but um, Denver, Denver like, may not have taken Kenlaw. They may would have taken one of those receivers, but I don't even know if Kenlaw actually drops that far because Denver needs yeah. receivers. They need somebody to go with um, the Cortland um, Sutton. Sutton, yeah. Who would That's be that good. ideal team for Jerry Judy, do you think? Obviously not switching players around, but if he's available I, after number five, who do you think he ends up? If he's available after five, if no one trades up for him, um, Jacksonville. I, I think yeah. I think Jacksonville takes the first receiver off the board if no one trades up. Um, uh, yeah. because, and they just released Marquise, uh, Marquise Lee. Um, yeah. so now they need a receiver. So I think they take a receiver regardless. Um, let, let's still pretend that we don't, that no one does any trades. I think there's legitimately a good chance that Jacksonville goes receiver. I, I think there's a good chance Jets will either go receiver or tackle. Yeah. I think the Raiders, the Raiders go receiver. Um, yeah. Denver goes receiver. In fact, there's rumor that Denver wants to trade up with Cleveland. So they can snag one of the top three receivers before they lose out on anybody. Um, 
I mean, there's going to be a string of receivers going. Miami's going to get one at some point. I feel like they're going to find a way to, to get in there yeah. and get a receiver. Um, Philadelphia needs, <laughs> needs receivers. Minnesota needs a receiver. I mean, there's, there's receiver <laughs> needing teams all over this. Um, yeah. Oh, so that wasn't big, this too big. I thought I was going to shake it up big time. That's why I was I like, let's make sure that, that we. <laughs> all right. Last thing we're going to, we're going to talk about, we both have sort of brought to the table some big moves that we think might would happen during the, during the draft. We intentionally did not try and create trades during our mock draft, um, cause that would make it, you know, ten times harder to try and mock out a trade and whatever, but we're, and we're not going to focus on miniature trades, like for example, and if this is one of yours, I apologize, but I would not consider Josh Rosen being traded a big during the draft a big deal because I don't think you get a first round pick from from um what's his name? From uh I already forgot his name. From Josh Rosen. I think you yeah. get a mid draft pick and that will only really affect you, I think, in the mid draft. We're talking about those big moves, the ones that you're sitting there, we're watching the first round on Thursday night and you're like Whoa! They trade. They traded who or who traded up? Those ones where you're like, oh man, they are. They're trying to make moves around here. Um, yeah. I. Right, you want to start? Or you want me to start? Uh, why don't you start, man? God dang it! <laughs> or I, 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 I mean, I've got one that I think would be a good one to start off with. You want me to go ahead and go? Yeah, let's start with this. Okay. Let's start with yours. My, my first big one was going to be if we talk about if, if, uh, I, I actually have one. I have two, really. But you go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. I'm, or if you only have one, I could go first and we split it going between. How many do you have? Yeah. Uh, just one right now, but I think I could probably come up with maybe one more. I mean, I'm looking at another one. I've, I've got one for sure, and then I'm looking at another one that I feel like we might say the same one, but um, – All right, let's go for your for yeah. sure one first, and then we'll, okay. we'll go around. Awesome. So my for sure one that I would love to see, uh, and I, this is the one – I texted you about wanting to get your thoughts on this. I would love to see your Cleveland Browns trade for Jamal Adams with the New York Jets. Uh, the reason why is from what you've told me, the, the Browns need a uh, a safety – um, Jamal Adams is a young, talented safety. I think he's one of the best safeties in the league. Um, uh, if you remember last year, there was a whole contract negotiation, um, big whatever going on with Jamal Adams and the Jets. I don't think that they've recovered for it. I think they tried to even trade him or he was in trade talks or whatever. Um, and so, I I understand that this is a steep price to pay, but I think if the if the Browns either could trade back and then maybe retrade with the Jets, or if they'll go ahead and part with that number ten pick with the Jets, you can go ahead and get Jamal Adams. You guys could pay him um, since he's looking for a new contract, and you guys have all the cap space in the world. Um, you could go ahead and add um, a, a young safety. Um, and Jamal Adams to the Cleveland Browns 
that's going to give your secondary, Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, Jamal Adams, and whoever, um, who are all ball, big um, ball hawks. Uh, and then also Jamal Adams is a big-time trade uh, tackler. So I would love to see, if possible, you would only have to part with that 10th pick. Um, I would love to see the Browns trade for Jamal Adams um, one way or another. So I don't know. What do you think? Is it worth it or or no? I would have loved that a year ago. Um, When when he was first getting rowdy in the Jets or with the Jets, and we were linked as a team who may would look at trading for him, I wanted that a year ago. Yeah. I, I still would not mind it. I would not be upset. If news came down that we traded for Jamal Adams, but here's where um, here's where our gears need to shift as as the Browns is if we give up our number ten pick for Jamal Adams, it is vital that we make a trade happen for Trent Williams from the Redskins. Yes, we we uh, the the Browns cannot. My, my number one, we we need a safety. Absolutely, we are safety lists. We're not really safety lists, but <laughs> we are like in desperate need of a safety. Um, we are in more desperate need of a left tackle because we saw last year. I mean, Baker was getting killed back there because no one was protecting yeah. him. That is our immediate need. Um, if we can come away with trading for Jamal Adams and come away with trading for uh, Trent Williams, that I am okay with it. I feel like we have won and that I would take those over um, over the rookies. Jamal Adams is not old. Uh, uh, Trent Williams is in, you know, his, his early 30s, but is still at a elite playing level from what I've heard. Um, I've also heard that supposedly um, – that rumors have it that they think the Browns could snag him for a second-round pick, which I'll give up our second-round pick for Trent Williams if we yeah. can then address the safety with that number 10 overall pick. Um, but if we if we can't get Trent Williams and we give up our, our 10 pick to uh, uh, to the Jets for Jamal Adams, I would be um, – I'd be a little upset by that because yeah. that would mean that – we're not going to be able to protect Baker next year and potentially uh, ruin our chances <laughs> in being competitive. Um, I would like Jamal Adams on the team. I'm not going to lie. That that would be a, a stellar that, – that would our, – our DBs would be out of this world. Um, yeah. I just don't know how much of it I'm okay with if we can't protect the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I, think, I, I think it depends on how – how do you um, evaluate this tackle class? Um, how deep do you think it is? What do you think the difference is between taking a tackle at number 10 versus in the second round? Um, Jamal Adams is 24. He turns 25 in October. Um, he was a sixth overall pick in the 2017 NFL draft. So you would kind of be, you know, you're only giving up a, a number 10 for or a 10th round or a 10th pick for uh, somebody who's drafted six, six overall. Um, but I think the only way that would make sense is if you, if all you had to do was give up a 10th, was give up that 10th pick. If you have to give up multiple picks for Jamal Adams, then I don't think that it would really be worth it. 
um, for you guys. But if you can get away with just giving around, giving up that tenth pick for Jamal Adams, um, I think it would be looking into, be worth looking into. Um, well, I, I, I do think that the, the safety drop off is huge. Not safety, the, the uh, tackle drop off is huge. Um, yeah. And I was listening to some some analysts who agree with my thoughts on that. That I think the top four are big time, yeah. and then after that, it's it's a steep drop. Um, yeah. Once again, if we could lock down, uh, if we get that trade with Jamal Adams, and if we could get. Uh, Trent Williams, because I know the Browns have been rumored to be looking at um, uh, Ezra Cleveland, who is supposedly supposed to go in the third, fourth round for some reason. Apparently, we've been looking for him at number 10. If we could snag him in the third round where he's supposed to go and have him behind a Trent Williams and not have to pay Trent Williams forever and, and, and um, Ezra Cleveland be what the Browns are looking for, fine by me. I just don't want to go into the 2020 season Without a tackle, um, yeah, because then I think we're just we're, we're where we left off, um, right? Which is though we got Conklin on one side, if we can't protect the other side of Baker, he's going to get demolished all season, and then we're we're stuck in uh, mediocre land all over again. Um, yeah. How though, many, uh, how many more years do you think Trent Williams has in him? He's thirty one. Um, I mean, do you think he's got another five years in him, or or what? Staying if he stays he healthy, obviously injury injuries change a lot. But um, if he stays healthy, I think he could have four to five in him. Um, yeah. Which four to five? If we could get him with a second pick or a second round pick, four to five with a, a tackle of his caliber is enough yeah. to draft another tackle and let them like almost yeah. like a quarterback get situated because that'd be Baker's blind side. So you need somebody who is like good, good there right. or that gives you time to really establish yourself as a legitimate team. So then you may not have to necessarily go draft a tackle, but when Trent Williams is time for him to go, you may be able to snag a, a, an elite tackle in free agency because people want to go to Cleveland. Um, yeah. So that could change perspectives as well. Um, I just don't want to come away from uh, Thursday and not have a tackle. Um, I say Thursday because I'm expecting with our 10 pick that we'll draft a tackle there. Though I'm fully expecting the Browns to completely be the Cleveland Browns and mess it up. Uh, we haven't done that. We, we hadn't done that in like three in years. Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been three years since we completely messed up a draft. Yeah. Um, but so I mean, you could argue. Yeah. It, well, it's, what would that do? Um, we took, we took Miles Garrett three years ago. We could have we could have came away with in that draft. We could have came away with Miles Garrett and Deshaun Watson, or Miles Garrett and um, um, I think we picked after Mahomes was drafted. But we could have came yeah. away with two with two elite players. Instead, we came yeah. away with uh, one. Um, <laughs> but but still. <laughs> Um, I would argue that we haven't completely messed up a draft in about four years. And so we're, we're due a draft mess up. Um, <laughs> all right. My, my big move that I think is going to happen. I have thought about this 
and I've been swayed by some media members um, as they speculate some things like this. I think on Thursday, by the time it's over, it's all said and done, Tua Tagovailoa will be a member of the New England Patriots. What? I think... I think... I think out of all the news of all these GMs scratching him completely from their board, I don't know how many of them are GMs that are putting this statement out who never had a chance to get him to begin with. Because yeah. if you're if you're a pick number 13 and you're telling media, yeah, we've knocked him off the board because of his injuries, <laughs> that's kind of irrelevant because you weren't going to get him to begin with. Um but reports have come out that there's like three or four GMs who are like, yeah, now we've removed him. He's too much of a health hazard, um, especially since their doctors can't look at him. Um, they're not willing to risk it. Word on the street is obviously Bill Belichick is interested in Tua Tagovailoa. Um, like you've mentioned before with the potential that they end up with Jalen Hurts, he knows Nick Saban very well. They coached in Cleveland together. Um, so I assume that whatever Tua or whatever um, Sabin and his medical staff says that Bill Belichick's going to believe, they yeah. may potentially be in need of a quarterback. I mean, I know they're going to roll with Jared Stidham, um, but I don't know if they necessarily think he's going to be the man. Um, and I think either <clears throat> Tua tanks so bad – that he won't necessarily get to 20-something, but it becomes within a decent reach for the Patriots yeah. to trade up. Or they go all out and trade up pretty far. I don't know what they could give up or how they'd be able to do it, but they trade up far to get Tua. Um, there was also rumor that they wanted to trade up to get Baker two years ago. And I think even though and we took him number one, so there was no way for them to do that, but if he likes Baker and if he likes what he has at least seen so far from Baker, a.k.a. he can work with him, then I feel like if Tua drops yeah. a little bit, he's going to say, I'm not going to miss my man this time, and he is going to somehow end up with the New England Patriots' thoughts. Yeah, that um, that's mind blowing, man. I thought you were gonna double down on your Redskins thing, so I, I was kind of um, not really expecting to to be wild, but uh, yeah, you blew my mind with that <laughs> one. Um, yeah, uh, two was gonna be super interesting um, because I think like, and this is not obviously this is not rocket science, but I think like he's either gonna go, he could potentially go within the first three picks. Uh, you know, like you talked about, like it's a, it's a possibility that Washington could take him at number two, or I think he could end up dropping like how Matt Liner did and drop, you know, to to ten or eleven. Um, the problem is going to be seeing, like you're saying, how many how many teams tra- are willing to trade up for two. Like, let's say that the Dolphins don't get him at number five um, if, if they do decide to go with Justin Herbert. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers need a quarterback as well. 
Uh, do they feel comfortable enough with Tyrod Taylor, or do they decide that, to make a run at Kim Newton, um, or do they decide that they that they like Tua? If Tua gets past, um, excuse me, the Dolphins at number six, um, there's really not a team. I mean, maybe Carolina looks at him, but they have Teddy Bridgewater, so that wouldn't make sense. Um, Arizona doesn't need a quarterback. Maybe Jacksonville needs one. Um, the the Browns don't need a quarterback. The Jets don't need a quarterback. So does Tua get to number 12? Um, you know, let's say Gruden likes Carr. Um, then you have these next few teams, San Francisco, Tampa, Denver, Atlanta, Dallas, and then you're back at Miami. And none of those teams, except for maybe Denver, need a quarterback. So, um, you know, Tua could be sitting there at num- at number 19 again for the uh, for the Las Vegas um, Raiders. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's it, he's going to be the biggest story, I think, of this draft um, in this first round to see what ha- happens with him. But yeah, I, I mean, it, life's not not life's not fair. It's Bill Belichick just traded Rob Gronkowski to the Buccaneers for a fourth round pick. And then he gets to a tag of Iola. Like he's just <laughs> on a different level than the rest of us. Um and that I mean, yeah, I would I I don't know. I would like to it would be interesting to see Tua um with the Patriots, but you bring up a really great point about uh Nick Saban and, and Bill Belichick having um you know, experience with one another and, and that uh kind of allowing um Bill Belichick you know, feeling comfortable enough to take Tua because Nick Saban has spoken very highly of Tua Tagovailoa, um, both as a player, as a person, um, his work ethic, um, his ability to make plays and stuff like that. Um, you know, Saban came out and said, like, the only reason that Tua got hurt was because he was trying to do too much. Um, and instead of throwing the ball away, like, he was wanting to make a play. Um and I think like Bill Belichick would love that kind of player because he was not, um, he's not careless with the football. He just wants to make a play. Uh, and in the Patriots system, you add a mobile quarterback who's accurate and he's left handed. Um, that could, that could be dangerous for years to come with Bill Belichick. So yeah, that was, uh, that would, that'd be really interesting to see, man. That'd be, that'd be a good, that'd be a good trade. I'd like, I'd like to yeah, see that. You, you you mentioned, and I, I then went back to look at the draft door and look at the logistics of it. I mean, so if they're really aggressive and won them, three and four, Detroit and the Giants have both been in rumor to trade back. So there's two openings, and, and, and therefore they could stockpile on picks because they have needs, but they could really benefit from getting other draft capital. Um, let's say Miami – doesn't go for two or they go for Herbert. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chargers go for love. Um, yeah. And so therefore if they go for love <laughs> with the Chargers, then you begin free fall. You have a bunch right. of, of teams like you've mentioned that don't need a quarterback, but they have yeah. other needs. So we get what to pick 13. Um, yeah. And San Fran is opening to trading pick number uh, 13. So if yeah. he free falls all the way to 13, um, New England may make a move and move from 23 to 13 and take Tua with a 13th pick. He's not going to fall to to 23. They're going to have to move up no, for no, it. No. Um, 
because you're going to have some other team watching them fall that may have a, a veteran QB and may need a QB soon. And so once you hit that mid-range in first round, you may see teams like, I don't know, Green Bay uh, move up who may need a quarterback soon, Tennessee, if they're not going to be as sold. Um, uh, so that's where New England's going to have to move up and make a pick is around probably 13, 14, 15. Um, of course, Denver's not going to move back because they have their eyes on certain people. But anyway, um, yeah, if two is not taken by – by Cincy or Miami or L.A., you're going to see a fall, and I wouldn't be surprised if New England moves up. Yeah. There you have well, There's my – go ahead. No, I think, you know, it's going to – the other part of that is, is it's going to be interesting to see um, how high of a price people would charge the uh, the New England Patriots to move up, mm. knowing that they want to take Tua and knowing that yeah. that's not going to be fair to put Tua with Bill Belichick. The Patriots don't have as much draft capital as they usually do. Um, like I think, I think they've got maybe a lot of later round picks, but they don't have as many. Um, like I, I don't, I don't think that they have a second round pick. I'm, I'm not for certain, but I don't think that they do. Um, but they don't usually have like the Patriots usually have like 14 draft picks. They don't have as many draft as much draft capital. And if you're a team like San Francisco. Um, I mean, you're not only asking for pick number 23, you're asking for maybe a future first-round pick next year and maybe like a third or a fourth-round pick. I mean, you know, like you're going to want to jack that price up because you're giving Bill Belichick to a tag of Viola. Um, and Jared yep. Siddham could, could still be the starter for a little bit and let Tua get completely healthy. Um, and then, you know, next year or later on in the season, a healthy Tua with Bill Belichick, I would I would want to see somebody drive that price up a little bit rather than just, okay, we'll switch with you. You take 13, we'll take number 23, and, you know, let that kind of be that. So, Oh, yeah, no, I, 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 did, to see as well. other picks will come with it. There's no way they trade straight up knowing they're giving Belichick a potential QB of the future. Um, yeah. I just wouldn't be surprised. If they're willing to throw something, uh, uh, something intriguing together to have um, San Francisco at 13, say, "All right, we'll move back," because um, <laughs> yeah. San Fran has like two picks in the first round and doesn't have anything till the fifth round. So they either yeah. got to nail it in the first round or they need to get some capital. Um, right. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see New England make a move just to get help. Yeah. So that was my first bomb. That was my major bomb. That's a heck my of a second bomb, one. <laughs> my second one is not as big, and I see it being more plausible um, to happen on draft night. My second and my final big move that I think could happen is we know that the Jaguars are once again selling off all of their assets, um, this time <laughs> in the form of Leonard Fournette. And I think that Leonard Fournette gets traded to the Miami Dolphins for one Ooh. of their first uh, for for one of their first round picks, whether it is 18 or 20, um, where's that or 26. I think it's more yeah. likely 26. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they're going to be protective of um, 18 because they can still snag one of those top-tier receivers or maybe a lineman, Um, but I think Miami gives up one of their first-round picks, one of their less meaningful first-round picks for Leonard Fournette. (laughs) Um, Thoughts? 
Yeah, that would that makes sense. I think it makes sense if it's eighteen or twenty six. Um, more likely twenty six than eighteen because I think you have to think. Um, Leonard Fournette is a running back. He's been in the league, I think, for four years. This may be his fourth year. Um, you know, he's he's battled injuries in the past. Um, he's had a few discipline issues, um, which obviously that wouldn't be a problem because he's going to go play for Brian Flores, who's from the Bill Belichick tree, and they take no nonsense, like absolutely not at all, not even a little bit. Um, so – it would be it would be interesting to see what the I guess the quote unquote price range is um on on Leonard Fournette. I know I saw something where the Buccaneers said that they were not interested in him, um, you know, giving up that, that number fourteen pick for him. Um but yeah, Leonard Fournette, I mean, imagine if you got uh Justin Herbert Herbert at number five, um, if you were somehow able to pull off like Henry Ruggs the third at number eighteen um, and then you got Leonard Fournette at, at 26. Um, your team would be stacked. Um, yep. And the the Dolphins definitely do need a uh, a running back. Um, and so whether I mean again, I don't feel like this is a deep um, running back class. You've got Swift. You've got Taylor. Um, you've got uh, Clyde Elaire Edwards from LSU. Um, the Dolphins, they have a pick number 39. So do you think that you can get, um, a decent running back there? You know, maybe you can get Taylor, Jonathan Taylor at that spot. Maybe not. So, uh, yeah, Leonard Fournette to the Dolphins, um, only having to give a pick number 26. I say only. I mean, it's still a big deal, but yeah, that would be, that would be interesting. And that would, I think that gives the, the Jack, Jaguars three picks. Um, that would give them pick number 26, pick number 20, and then obviously pick number nine as well. So that would, yeah, that would be a good trade for them. Um, and it'd also be a good trade for the, for the Miami Dolphins. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good pick. That's, that, that would be an interesting, that'd be an interesting trade to see happen. Yeah, I think if they do do that, because Leonard Fournette, he was first round, uh, running back. I don't think he's between the injuries and some of the, I want to say mediocrity. I don't know how much of it is him, how much of it is the Jaguars. But he really only had one season where he seemed elite. So I don't know if he would right. be worth a first round and more. I think he may could be worth a late first round. So hence that yeah. uh, 26 pick, maybe. Um, I don't think you give up too much more past that because it's giving Jacksonville three first round picks. Um, yeah. I do think they try and, and move him. And I, and I feel like Jacksonville with that third pick, if they could sn- uh, snag that pick, would then in turn step in, maybe take DeAndre Swift or one of the other running backs uh, that they can get. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's a move that could happen. I don't know if it would be a move that would happen on Thursday. I feel like it would happen on Thursday. I think Leonard Fournette is a big enough name um, and, and, and warrants uh, possibly first-round picks being traded uh, to yeah. get him. Um, yeah. that, that, those are my two. Do you, if you don't have another one, that's fine. I realize that we are already over an hour. I thought it would be a short one. Go ahead. Yeah, I've got, um, I've got one that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, I think Let's one of them is more plausible than the other one. 
Um, so I saw where CBS Sports said, where they were talking about, you may have seen this, I don't know if you have or not, but they were saying like a trade that the Vikings should make is that Vikings should trade for Patrick Peterson and Odell Beckham Jr. I don't want to talk as much about Odell Beckham Jr. because I don't think the Browns, I'm like a 99% sure that the Browns are not going to give up Odell Beckham Jr. Um, but I, I think it's possible that, that the Cardinals may trade, um, Patrick Peterson to the to the Vikings for either one to pick number twenty two or number twenty five that would give them a second pick in the first round, um, and it would give the Vikings the cornerback that they need, um, and they could focus on going receiver with the other pick. So, um, you know, Patrick Peterson has been the subject of trade rumors over years in the past. Um, I think that he's still got a few years left in him. Um, to me, he's been one of the top um corners in the in the league for the past few years um so what do you think about Patrick Peterson going to the um going to the Vikings do you think that's a trade the Vikings should should make or or what um hmm yeah i mean they had they were a little suspect at a uh, a defensive back this season um yeah. I think it's a trade that they they should or could make. I, I think they they have that need at DV. I think uh, for Patrick Peterson, is 29 years old, which means he potentially has, you know, could have about four or five more uh, potential elite or above average years left in him. Yeah. Um, my thought is I'm trying to decide. He's been great for so long. Yeah. But I'm deciding. I'm trying to figure out what the price would. be. Be like what? Like yeah. I'm trying to decide if I was a GM of the Vikings, if I would give up a first round pick for Patrick Peterson. Um, the benefit is he is still elite, and he is 29. Once he hits 30, I feel like my mind would shift a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But that's a very good point. As as Richard Sherman has shown, because I think he's like in his lower thirties, right? Um, is he's still he's not what he was, you know, five years ago, but he's still a a top tier um, DB. Uh, yeah, he's thirty two, so therefore I feel like Patrick Peterson would still be elite. He's been subject of, like you said, trade rumors for what feels like his entire career. Um, yeah. I feel like it's a move that the Vikings should look at. I don't know if it's a move they should make, though. Um, it depends on what the price is that Arizona wants for a almost 30-year-old DB. Um, that'd be interesting to see and watch, though. I, I, I actually hadn't seen those rumors yet. I've seen countless amounts of Odell rumors, which I don't think any of them are true, and people just need to <laughs> stop making up fake Odell rumors. Um, yeah. That's an interesting point. I, I, I do wonder if they do trade them to the Vikings, because I feel like the Cardinals are going to look for a first-round pick out of out of somebody for, for Peterson or uh, Patrick Peterson, because he's been so great. I just don't know if he – is worth a first round pick anymore. Yeah. 
Does that yeah, make sense? Makes sense. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's that, a good it's, point. It's I mean, that age, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if someone, if, if a pick they gave away was a late first round pick, which they had two late first round picks. If they gave away like number pick number, what is it, twenty? Uh, what, what's their last pick? Twenty five. If, if they gave away twenty five for Patrick yeah. Peterson and like a fifth. So, listen, they gave yeah. up the first round, and they give up Patrick Peterson in the fifth. That wouldn't surprise me, and I feel like that would be a decent yeah. trade. You'd get another pick, you'd get Peterson, you give up a first-rounder, and you still have a first-rounder, so you're not handicapping yourself. Um, I actually kind of like that trade. <laughs> I feel like that would make sense. If you get, a, if you get a, like, not a first round for Peterson straight up, but a first round, and you get Peterson and a later-round pick, I think would be a fair, would be a fair trade. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree. I kind of want to see that happen. <laughs> Bring up a good point. I want to see it happen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, All right. It happens. Well, there are all there's all of our draft bombs. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on whether Jamal. Uh, oh shoot! What's his last name? I just went blank. Jamal Adams. Shows up in Cleveland. If Trent Williams shows up in Cleveland, maybe two attack by low as a New England Patriot. Ooh, last thing I want to do. I'm going to say the team. You think about the jersey that has been released. I want you to rate it on a scale of one to five. One being absolutely okay. hideous. Five, because, man, people have been dropping jerseys like crazy. And, I, and this is one I want to get your t- uh, Have you seen the Chargers new jerseys? No, I have not. I'll look it up real quick. Oh yeah, no, you gotta pull those things up. That, that, that's where I got the, the the idea from because they just really. Did you see the Patriots new jerseys? Yes, I did. I saw that. Okay, so you've seen the Vikings, not the Vikings. You've seen the Falcons. You've seen the Browns. Uh, who is the other team that got new jerseys in Tampa Bay? So, I'm yeah, not gonna. Uh, which does Tampa Bay really count? Because they didn't change anything. <laughs> hey, hey, they're, they're counting. <laughs> okay, Los Angeles, I see you. All right, All right, stop, stop. You're giving away your 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 answer now. All right, you're going to scale it on a one to five. Five being, oh, those are some great, great, great jerseys. One being, those are trash. When can we get rid of them? Let's start with Tampa Bay. What do you got? Yeah, uh, that. Which one did you say was was worth one? One is terrible. Five is great. Yeah, so Tampa Bay, I would have to say like a one or a two. I'm just, I don't feel like they really changed anything. Um, and I feel like they had an opportunity to bring back those creamsicle ones. And like, I think that's such a huge part of the, uh, Tampa Bay's past that I would have loved to see them bring those back. So, um, yeah, Tampa Bay, like a one or a two. Um, you know, like they've got Brady coming in. I feel like they really just needed to go big. Um, and they didn't really go as big as I wanted to see them go. So yeah, Tampa Bay. Right, I give them, I give them a three because I think they look good. They are pretty much the same, but they're nice, uh, simple, classic, good looking. I would have liked to see the cream sickles, but I'm going to give them a three. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so I'm not just saying this because I'm a Falcons homer. Um, I would give I would give the Falcons a three. Um, they're 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 not wowing. They don't wow you. They don't blow you away. Um, uh, but they're they're not like trash either. 
Um, so I, I like what we did as far as our new uniforms um, and, and things like that. I like the, the all black. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think my Falcons have like a, a three, I would say. about I mean, They're about average as far as like New, new Jersey's go. Um, but I, they, they, I think I, part of the reason I give them that high is because they kind of surprised me um, with how nice they look. Like, I think, I think I thought that when the Falcons said they were going to have new jerseys, I thought they were just going to, like, do the same one and not really have it, like, blow you away. But they actually – I feel like the new uniforms are, are higher than – or better than I thought they were going to be. So that's part of the reason I gave them a three. What do you rank them? I give them a- I give them a one. I think they are ugly. They remind me of <laughs> they they remind me of the Cleveland Browns jerseys that we just got rid of, um, which were hideous. And I hate them. I especially hate the one that's red and half black. I think that is very um, a Pop Warner League with their jerseys now. I think they are <laughs> terrible. Sorry for the sorry for my feelings. But uh, I hate them. I expected you to hate them, too, but you just think they're okay. All right. <laughs> New England Patriots. That is because you hate the Atlanta Falcons. Is what I'm none of it. Know. Actually, none of it. I, I, had my, I had my fingers crossed that they would bring back the old jerseys, the black ones, or just the red ones with the old Falcon. And then I saw what they yeah. put out, and I was like, this is a joke, right? These are terrible. Um, I personally hated them. <laughs> Oh, man. Patriots, go. <laughs> uh, Patriots, yeah, definitely like a four or five. Um, and the reason is because, um, like, when I first got – not a five, I, I'll say a four. Um, when I first got the text about the New England Patriots getting new, new uniforms, I was like, okay, it's the Patriots. Like, they're not really going to do anything different because Bill Belichick is there. Um so I was surprised to see that they actually kind of got modern with the times. Um, and I, I like them a lot, man. I, lo- I, lo- I like the stripes um, that, they, that they've that they added. I like the uh, – I think they have all blue. I'm trying to look at it again right now. Um, and then, like, the fact that they did, like, an actual, like, lit video um, – I think I've so, I'm so used to the, the Patriots being, like, old school that – just from like the way that they um, unleashed them or announced them or whatever to the uniforms themselves, um, I liked a lot. I, I like the blue on blue, man. That's that's going to be pretty sick. So yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Patriots new uniforms. I give them a two. I think they look <laughs> like they stole them from a high school. <laughs> It looks like to me they stole them from a high school in the area, and they are high school uniforms. I think that they are ugly. I don't like them. I want them to go back. I want them to undo this decision and go back to their old uniforms already uh, because I do not like these. Um, All right. Cleveland Browns. Maybe we'll agree on this one. Oh, yeah, the Browns did get a new uniform. Um. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Now, uh, hold on a second. I forgot. So many people are getting new uniforms. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, uh, you know what? Your Browns oh, – so, okay. To be honest, the first time I looked at the video, I was like, yeah, I don't think anything's different. Um, then the sec- then I, I watched Baker unleash it, or un- 
unleashing, unwrapping his uniform. And I guess that kind of allowed me to have like a closer up look. So when I saw it on Baker's Instagram, I was like, no, yeah, those are, those are sick, man. I like those a lot. So, um, I give the Browns a four. Um, I think, I think they did a good job mixing old with new, um, which I think a lot of teams tried to do, but didn't really do a good job. Like, I think that was what the Falcons and the Buccaneers were both aiming to do, and they didn't really do it as well. Um, so, yeah, I'd give the Browns a four. Um, yeah, I like it. I mean, cause it's a, it's a modern look, but it's, they put a, um, they also did a good job with the throwback. So, yeah, I like the Browns a lot. For what they released, I give them a five. I, I do have some critiques. But yeah. they we five years ago, whenever it was, we released our new jerseys, and we left essentially these style jerseys for the new ones that I hated. Um, <laughs> I was very disappointed for us to leave the classic uniforms and try and enter into the the fancy uniform world that the that everyone was launching into. I hated our previous uniforms. So when they released these and they looked almost just like the ones that we had had previously, I was excited because I thought those were clean. They were crisp. They were good looking. My only critiques is I think we are missing a orange uniform. I feel like we need an orange yeah. top because our orange tops have always been good looking, like the one uniform that we had previously with our old ones that I thought looked good were our orange ones. And I think we need orange pants. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I, we're missing, uh, we're missing orange pants, we're missing an orange uniform, but as far as what we do have, they are 7,000 times better than what we did have. Um, <laughs> and I love them. So I give them a five. And the last ones, the ones that got released today. Chargers. What do you think? Yeah, I just saw this one like what, five minutes ago? Um, and I just, Right off the bat from seeing them, I love it, man. Like I would, I would, I don't know. I would, I'm borderline give them a six, man. Um, <laughs> I, I like how they as well did the, um, it looks like they did a throwback. Um, and the, but they also have a modern look like the, uh, I don't know what the, the technical color is, but like the powder blue type color. Um, yep. with the, with the yellow pants. I love that look. Um, and then they have an all blue uh, one with like a lightning bolt going down the side, uh, which all their pants it looks like have a lightning bolt going down the side. Um, I love so I love the uh, the throwback powder blue type color, but then I love that futuristic um, dark all blue um, modernized look as well. Um, which granted, that one kind of looks a little bit like West Virginia's uniform. So as a Texas fan, <laughs> I want to push back on it, um, but I'm not. I'm not going to be that petty. So yeah, I, I would. I would give them a six, uh, or I mean, obviously a five. But yeah, I mean, just looking at them right off the bat, man, I, I like them a lot, man. So they get a four and a half for me. Okay. The the reason I won't give them the full five is I do not like on the side of their helmet where they have the number with the bolt. I think that yeah, looks um, I that. That, look, that looks weird to me. I don't like it. But I love the uniforms. They, if there's any team that did a good job of, of blending throwback classic chargers with new chargers, 
it's it's these uniforms. Like they have yeah. the, the 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 powder blues to for the throwbacks, but then you rewind up. Uh, I don't know if you're looking at the same one I am, where it has all six of their uniforms with a guy who looks like he's yeah. running. Um, yeah. The last one looks like your Ladamian Tomlinson Chargers. So yeah. they have they have every bit I feel like of Chargers in this. Um, yeah. They have the ones they've come out with a little more recently. The the second last guy next to the LT one. Um, I think theirs are clean, crisp. They are some beautiful-looking jerseys. Um, I am not a fan of the helmet, which is why it's a 4.5. But if we're going just on jersey and pant combo, um, I mean, that's a straight-up 17. These are some clean, <laughs> clean, clean jerseys, and I like them. I thought they did a very good job at, at yeah. mixing their concepts. Yeah, that's it. I, <laughs> sorry to throw that. I I, I uh, had it in my head before the podcast to say let's just rank them and see where they stand. Um, and I had forgotten until you uh, until I was about to get off, and I was like, oh no, uniforms. Um, all right, so that's all we have for, for today. We thought it was gonna be a short episode. It's a little longer than I thought. Um, get out there, enjoy the draft on Thursday. By get out there, I do not mean leave your house. Stay at home. Enjoy the draft. <laughs> See how many of these things happen. Uh, follow along with uh, with me on on Twitter or on our Facebook account. I may be posting picks as they go to see where we stand and see what the actual pick was versus our projected pick um, to kind of help engage with you. But other than that, Don, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with? No, that's it. That's all I've got. Thank you guys for listening to us. Um, I hope you saw how versatile we were. We covered politics, fantasy football, and regular <laughs> football. So, uh, yeah, continue to uh, to give us a listen. That's all I got. All right. And off, everybody take down this advice. I already have. I picked up Rob Gronkowski in our Keeper League. I'm going to debate whether to keep him or not. <laughs> and we're out.